Jay was on an epic, epic <laughs> rant about the sugar from that Google Maps, about U.S. airports. Literally said, like, U.S. <sighs> airports are the worst, from the decor to the lines <laughs> to the people working there. get the security right. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 315. Norway's first aircraft hijacking was resolved after the hijacker surrendered his weapon in exchange for more beer. At $12 a beer, I can see why that guy might have been a little bit crazy. The very first trip that I took to live abroad as an expat was when I moved to Switzerland. And that trip had a bit of an inauspicious start. You see, when I got off the train to then walk the mile to the house where I was going to live for the next four months, my rolling bag luggage, I had two 50-pound suitcases. One of the wheels broke right off of my luggage. It was a brand new suitcase. I had went out to like TJ Maxx or Marshalls right before that, gotten this big hard shell suitcase. The wheel fell right off the moment I got off the train and I was stuck dragging what was about at that point 50 pounds of like just dead weight a mile to the house I was going to live in for the next four months. So not a great start for me when it came to expat life and luggage. Thankfully now, no matter where I'm going, whether I'm traveling abroad, whether I'm going to live somewhere as an expat, um, anything in between, I've got my Tortuga backpacks, the best backpacks out there, and everything is carry-on size. So if you want to find the best backpacks out there, head on over to TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capitalized. That'll get you 10% off your entire order, and you'll never, ever be stuck dragging a 50-pound suitcase with no wheels for a mile to the house that you're going to live in. Hey everyone, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up about this episode because it is a special episode and that is because we are releasing it on three different podcasts on the exact same date. So we're releasing it, obviously, on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. We are also releasing it on Jason Moore's Zero to Travel podcast and we're releasing it on a third podcast, which is the Location Indie Podcast, which is Jason and I's joint podcast that we also do weekly. So if you like this episode, you like the vibe and the theme and the way we run this episode, which is a little shorter than the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, we keep ourselves to 30 minutes. If you like that, check out the Location Indie Podcast. We release new episodes there every week as well. You can find the Location Indie Podcast however you're listening to this one, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, any of those podcast players or directories you could find the Location Indie podcast as well. And the reason that we are releasing it on all three podcasts is because today we are talking about life as an expat and reverse culture shock. And that is something that anyone, whether they are traveling or whether they are someone who is living abroad or wants to live abroad, that is something that can be helpful for anyone listening to any of our three podcasts. So we're releasing it same day on all three podcasts. If you're a fan of the other shows, you go over there, you'll hear this exact same episode. And if you are a fan, you like this the way we run this, check it out, Location Indie Podcast. Don't forget as well, there's a community that we run that is all about helping people achieve location indie independence. That is how they can travel, live, and work anywhere in the world, whether that's an exotic beach in Thailand, whether that's just someone wanting to quit their job and work more from home. Doesn't matter. We teach you how to become location independent. We surround you with a community of people who are location independent, who are also striving towards location independence so that you can have familiar faces and you can find 
encouragement and support and teaching as well on how to achieve that. So if that's something that interests you, we open this community only a few times a year, and it will be open April 10th to April 12th, 2018. So if you're listening live, that is coming up. And if you want to check that out and you want to join the community or you want to just learn more about the community, head on over locationindie.com. All right, let's get into the episode and enjoy the show. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I just ate about a half scoop too much of ice cream. I'm Jason, and we're driving to the airport. I thought this is what you were going to say. I'm Trav, and I'm driving Jason to the airport. I, I, I'm i um, Trav, and I am Jason's chauffeur for the day, <laughs> and every day. We're the co-founders of the Community Location Indie, all about the freedom to travel, the lifestyle, which is opening up again soon, by the way. You can learn more at locationindie.com. Uh, we are on our way <laughs> to the airport, so we're like, all right, we should probably record a a podcast because we're traveling. Travis driving me to the airport. Right. You can hear the background noise of the car, which will either hopefully won't drive you insane, or you'll be like, okay, yeah, well, I get it. No, These it's guys fun. are traveling. This is this is, this is a special it episode. It's an on a the very road special episode because we're in person. We're in person for once. It's an on the road Together. episode. We're recording here while driving. Always my favorite to do to record while driving. Don't worry, we're not holding mics. We've just got a little recorder here in between us, but. Jay, you were hanging out with me for the last three days in Philly. We kept talking. We got to do these in-person episodes, in-person, 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 because it's so much more fun than us sitting there on Skype. And yet, we were running around having too much fun that now, the last possible second that we can record an episode, we are doing just that. So a special on-the-road edition. Yeah, it is the last possible second. We waited too long, I guess, in a way, but um, we were very busy... What I call making the rounds, you know, when you're out of the country for a while and you get back to your home country and then you want to just binge on every whatever bad for you food or, you know, whatever American or slash insert name of home country thing that you miss from, uh, for me, it was like, we just ate a Philly cheesesteak at lunch. I had Clausen's pickles. I ate a bag of goldfish crackers earlier. I had a Wawa hoagie. Uh, we had a fancy like non-fancy farm-to-table dinner down in Philadelphia last night. I, uh, I mean, I got soft pretzels. Um, we literally just stopped ice cream. at I your hometown at your hometown ice cream place on the way to the airport. We stopped there and we got ice cream. You were smart. You got one and a half scoop Sunday. I got a two scoop Sunday. That's why I said I was a half scoop too much. I'm feeling that little half scoop. Well, now. listen, I've been in America for nine days, and I had two pairs of jeans with me, two pairs of pants on this trip. And both of them feel tight, and my belt has also gone up a notch. So that's how you know, A, you're back in America, and B... You've had a good trip. You've had a good trip. And I do I do want to talk about that in today's episode. I want to kind of We're touch on... We're talking about something in today's episode? I want to touch on two different things. One being the the things that you miss. Like what? One being when you're an expat, because you're, you're living as an expat right now in Norway, uh-huh. and I lived in, as an expat for two years in Japan. 
Um, so I want to touch on like what are the things that you just miss about your home country or when you're an expat, what are the things that like that just aren't the same? Even if you love the country that you're living in as an expat, what are the things that just aren't the same when you when you're living somewhere else, when you are an expat versus being in your home country? And two, I want to talk about this idea that you kind of threw out in our Mighty Network, uh, our location in the Mighty Network, which if you're part of the community, it's our, it's our social network app, which is pretty sweet. And you kind of threw it out to the community and said, has anyone ever had reverse culture shock? Which I thought was a great question because it is something that I've experienced before as well. This idea of having culture shock when you come back to your home country after being away, which is why it's the reverse. You know, obviously yeah. regular culture shock when you are going to a country and living there for the first time and everything's different. So, Jay, my kind of my big question to you, because we haven't really sat down and talked about it much while we've been hanging out, was what are the things for you in Norway that just aren't the same as America, that you, that you find yourself missing out on being an expat, whether it be Norway-specific or just being an expat in general? Well, can I first rant on a couple things? Because well, as, as we're ranting sure. on the way to the airport, Google Maps uh, sent us down a road to just U-turn and get back on the same road that we were on. So you might hear the GPS going in the background, not because we don't know where we're going, but I guess kind of. For some reason, well, Newark it, Airport is hard to get. And anyway... It took us off 95 thing, for let me, some let me reason. Run. I'm still ranting here. All right, this all right. thing, this is like... I get. See, I'm getting back to Philly, and I'm getting a little angry. Yeah, you're, you're having that East Coast getting angst. Like Philly angst coming up. You're going to hear this thing in the background because for some reason, when you're driving straight on the road, the GPS still wants to tell you to, st to stay on the same road every two miles. It's like, keep going straight on the road you're already on where there's no option to turn anyway. Anyway, sorry, I'm just hating I, on Google Maps. I hate right now. putting the GPS uh, on yeah. when I'm listening to music, and then I hate when it's not actually giving me a direction, right? Like, stay straight for another seven miles. Like, I know. Right. Just tell me when Every to turn. Every two miles. Like, I don't need to know anyway, to stay straight. This is one of the things I miss. Uh, and I'm, I am, there is a point to this rant. There is a segue. A, I guess a certain attitude that, like, maybe people that you grew up with or an area you're from. You know, it's, like, normal for them, but, like, if I was ranting like this, maybe, to, like, a random Norwegian, they would probably think I was crazy, unless they knew me well. They, they would they would know you They crazy. wouldn't understand, like, oh, this is just normal Philadelphia behavior, which is, um, like, funny enough, after nine days here, just coming back somehow, you know? Like, I mean, you, you guys probably, missed You it. can probably even hear the accent a little bit guys, starting to creep its way back. You guys in. missed it. If we had turned this recorder on literally five minutes before we did... Jay was on an epic, epic <laughs> rant about the sugar from Google Maps, about U.S. airports. Literally said, like, U.S. <sighs> airports are the worst, from the decor to the lines <laughs> to the people working there. get the security right. Anyway, I have, like, whatever, 30 more minutes to, to get angsty with this guy over here that's driving me, so uh, I'll take everything I can. No, the things you miss, I mean... When you're living abroad, I mean, this is the reality of the location-dependent lifestyle we talk about, right? If travel's a big part of your life and you want to live abroad, you know, we're sharing the reality of it's not all rose-tinted glasses or whatever, and there are certainly challenges with that, and if you've lived abroad, you know that there are, and that, that's not a bad thing. Like, just because you're living abroad doesn't mean it has to be perfect all the time, you know? Like, that might be the dream for some people, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, well, there are challenges with this. Like, expect challenges, right? But if you're for listening sure. to this podcast, you probably love to travel, maybe you've lived abroad, maybe it's something you want to do. Either way, there are challenges like there are in anything in 
life. And I think, um, you know, outside of family and friends, Trav, which is like the obvious thing, I'm just going to discount sure. that category to say, of course, you miss yeah, family. Yeah, you miss, you miss your relationships at home. But sure. you can't discount that because, like, not seeing family and friends changes your everyday life, of course. Not, like, not that I don't have friends in Norway, but, like, do you have, like, friends you grew up with or friends you went to school with or friends you've traveled with? And then, you know, you come to a new place and it takes time to develop those deeper relationships. And we were talking about this the other night, how we were saying it's funny because I've lived in Norway for a while now, over two years, but it, it can be hard to develop those deeper relationships. Yet we were saying how when you're traveling, sometimes you can get those deep relationships really fast. Yeah. Just, I don't know why, because you're on the move and you have this thing in common. It doesn't make any sense because you should be well, able I to think do it, the same thing. Yeah. I think it makes sense. But... It makes a lot of sense because we even talk about inside of LI, we have kind of a little hashtag that we float around a bunch called Instabond, like hashtag Instabond. And this basically happened when we did a New York City LI meetup. And within like three minutes of everyone getting there, we were like chatting, laughing, sharing stories. Like it, it was like you were just with your people. Yeah. And I do think there is that Instabond experience that happens when you're with like-minded people or doing something that's like-minded because you already have that building connection. Oh, that's true, yeah. And so, like, when you're traveling, the building connection is you experience this place wherever you are with this other person. And you instantly have these experiences that you're going to remember for a lifetime and these funny stories and amazing things that you're seeing. And same as when you're at a meetup or when you're with in a group, when you're in a community like LI and everyone's shooting for the same thing, it's like, all right, well, you're you're bonded now so much quicker because you have a commonality that is so strong. And so I think that when you're living abroad or even when you're at home, like for me, I have my friends and family in Philly, but I haven't made new friends in Philly since I've been living there the last two years that are that tight. You've made new family because you got a little one. I, I have made new friends. <laughs> I almost said I haven't made new friends. But yeah, I've made, I haven't really made new friends because I'm in my comfort zone. And so I'm like, oh, well, this I'm at this house. Like, we have neighbors who live right next to us. We have a kid a little older than Wit. They're great people. They like beer. We see them all the time. We say hi to them. We've still never had them over for dinner. Yeah. And I'm like, what? how crazy is that that I have lived next to them for two years? I consider them like I like them. I'll text them like, hey, can I take your trash out? Can you take my trash out? Whatever, if they're away. But we still haven't really formed a relationship. Yeah. And yet, if we were in the same guest house in Cambodia, in one day, we probably would have shared a meal together. Right. It's like, oh, did you go to Angola? No, yeah, right. And That's so a good way to put it's it. It's yeah. weird that, that you just get in your Maybe own... it's like keeping a distance. Like, hey, they're our neighbors, so we can't get too close in case something yeah. is getting weird. Or right. I don't know. I think you just get in your own vibe and your own flow. Yeah. Life just gets by. and Yeah. And, and it just becomes routine. So I get what you're saying with, with not having the super deep relationships, even though you've been in Norway. What are some other things though, like as an expat that just feel different? Like when you come home, you realize, man, you know, I just miss that. Like one you said is like being able to kind of rant and rave and it's like socially acceptable. It's not like I think about, oh, missing ranting and raving every day, right. but it's just something like, you know, maybe it's a subconscious thing too, but when you get around the area you grew up or like you might slip into certain behaviors or mentalities or something and like realize, oh, well that's like maybe not something I'd like as a part of my everyday life, but it's kind of fun because I'm here not because it's bad to rant and rave, for example, but 
you know, it's just like, hey, it's what we do in Philly. You know, what would they say during the Super Bowl run? Like, they don't like us. Nobody likes us. Nobody likes us. We don't care. That's kind of the Philly attitude, right? And, uh, you know, just to be back here and, like, kind of have fun with that, I guess, is is kind of fun. And Because um, the expat life is not easy. I, well, I mean, you're, you're in a culture that is not the one that you're familiar with. And, you know, going – this kind of leads into the – obviously, like, I will say, of course, the food stuff. Like, there's certain food things and – that so was always like, the biggest one for us in Japan. Yeah, what, and it's, not just, it's like, not just the food, though. It's kind of like, hey, let's go hop in the car and drive and go check out this cheesesteak place and get a cheesesteak. Like, it's like the whole experience. It's not just the food, the physical food that's going to my mouth, but it's the experience of going to that place, of being in that place. Sometimes the ease hopping of... with your car and being with your buddy or, like, having a beer with your buddy just because, hey, you can do it in your home and... You know, you know, so like certain things like that are, you know, I don't, it's just a different experience. It's a different culture. It's a different place. And it's, I don't have like decades worth of memories or experiences that now if I do them again and I come back, it reminds me of certain things because I've only been there for two years. You know what I mean? If I'm in Norway for 10 years and there are certain traditions we do over and over, which is already starting. And then you can kind of like be like, oh, I'm excited for this. And like you have memories on that thing and you sort of create new traditions within, you know, your own experience, I yeah. suppose. One of the things, um, I, I, I don't know if this was the same for you when I was in Japan. It was a little different because obviously I don't look Japanese. Whereas you in Norway, I, you know, feasibly, uh, you're a little, you got a little gypsy glow to you, as you say. You're a little darker, so maybe you wouldn't pass as Norwegian, right? But, well, I mean, Norway's made up, is a very diverse country, right, so it's... Right, so, but, like, I, one of the things that was toughest for me being an expat was just people knowing that I was an expat. Not that they, like, I, I was in Japan, people treat you amazingly nice everywhere yeah, you go. Like they might, but, they might, I might be an, I could be a native Norwegian, whereas, like, they see you and they know you're not a native right. and, from Japan. And that's going to happen, obviously, depending on your nationality and depending where you are for certain places where they just know, all right, this person is not native to here. Yeah. And so for me, that was always a little tough as an expat. I can't really pinpoint why. I can't say, Oh, because I was treated this way, I was ripped off. You know, no, it's not it like that. It's just like you're. It's just I was not. You're an outsider. I'm an outsider. Yeah. I was an outsider. Everything I did was scrutinized. Not again in a critical with a critical eye, but if you did something, it was noticed a lot more because you were noticed a lot more because you weren't from there. Right. And so that was always a pretty difficult thing for me being an expat. It was nice to come home and just fit in like just be home yeah. and no one takes notice of you you can walk around no one yeah. like you're not getting looked at there is no one knows anything that. about yeah. what you're doing you're yeah. just there yeah that was nice uh there that's funny i'm seeing a bar that i've gone to before in ocean city the Beach. green turtle yeah Maryland. i didn't now it's they just opened one on route one in, in wherever the heck we are anyway it's a total side you guys are listening in on our ride to the airport the green so turtle. we're going to be observing these things i just have a go. t-shirt of the green turtle yeah so did i high I, had school. A, I had a green turtle t-shirt too anyway shout out to the green shout out to the green turtle, turtle sports bar and grill um that's I've, 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 I've never actually been to like, one i've just had that t-shirt and yeah, all me too me too but i've never eaten or drank at a green turtle pretty funny anyway Green Turtle, North Brunswick, wherever yeah, we are, I mean, North Brunswick here. There is that that aspect of it too. Like, even though I speak Norwegian now to an extent, and 
I'm there. You know, there's always like little questions that can come up there where, uh, you know, I was like, all right, how am I going to figure out, should I speak Norwegian here? Can I handle it? You know, like just little things that are part of my daily life. Whereas here, like you said, you just kind of go about your day and you don't think much of it because it's, you just know it, you know? Whereas when you're in a foreign country all the time, you don't always know what's going on and everything sort of, you do have that sort of, Hey, I'm, I'm outside of this culture, which kind of leads you integrate into it. Yeah. And that becomes cool because then you have these authentic, that would start off as like travel experiences and authentic travel experiences, which I've had when I felt like when I was first in Norway, Oh, like I'm doing this thing with my wife's family. Like this is like almost like a travel experience, right. like even though it's my life now, but then you do those things. But it was the first time. Right. So that's why I felt like a travel experience because you hadn't experienced it before. Yeah. And I'm in another country and I'm learning about the traditions. But then like when you live the traditions, they become just the traditions of your life. And then it crosses over from like, oh, this is my life here. And that's interesting too, because now you're integrating into the culture as opposed to experiencing the culture from an outside perspective in a way. But this and to be in- fair, I real quick, I've always been jealous of that with you. Not that I am looking for another wife. No, no. Don't get me wrong. But I always actually thought, like, that's so cool that Jay is married to someone from a different culture because he's going to get to see that culture in a deeper way because even though he can never be a native Norwegian, he's going to be getting as close as possible. You have a wife who has family who lives in Norway. You live in Norway. You have a daughter who's half Norwegian. Like, you're as integrated into that culture as possible. And that's a pretty cool thing that a lot of people don't get experience. A second, yeah. a second culture that's, that gives you, that you're that immersed in. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about like some of the things you miss, but that's definitely a positive. Like you almost get to, you know, you say like, oh, a citizen second of the world or whatever. Or whatever. But you, chance, get, you get to but... have like another adopted country. Yes. Which is cool, very cool. To enjoy. And it is very cool. So um, like, this isn't like a, negative episodes that, that we could do a whole episode on that and like why that's so awesome and it is an awesome thing um but you know that that also leads to the some of the reverse culture shock stuff which again like same thing when i put this out on the mighty network it, it it's like and i talked about this in my podcast your travel it's like there is this negative connotation around reverse culture shock if this if it's a bad thing hmm. it's i don't think it's a bad thing it's just a thing, an experience a feeling yeah it's not like oh, you're having reverse culture shock, this is terrible. Like, no, you're just, it just feels different. And what I mean by that is, for me anyway, living abroad for a while, being more integrated into the Norwegian culture, then coming back here and feeling like, all right, let me get used to being here. And like sort of, even though I know this culture, I need to sort of reintegrate myself. But like more being on the outside of it and realizing like on a visceral level, holy crap, I am just a part of the U.S. culture because it's just like happenstance and I was born there and that's just what it is. That's not who I am. I'm just a person and then all these like cultural identities and cultural things get tied to you just because you grew up there, but that's not really even a real thing. It's just coincidence of where you are. So when I came back here, it was just like, I felt like I was in between cultural identities in some way. We're like, all right, I'm not within the cultural context in Norway. I'm not within the cultural context here. And I, and now I've seen how it is to experience both from an outside perspective. And this is kind of Does enlightening a in a way because I'm detached from this. Yeah. And this is cool. I can integrate into this. I but can this kind is, of pick what I to, like out of yeah, each and, and like, make it myself. Yeah, but not overthinking, but just kind of being like, hmm, like... 
this is not my true self is there and not to get like too spiritual about it or whatever. And like all of this other stuff is sort of just stuff that happened because of where you are in the world. We agree. And what does that mean? And like, so like the culture shock comes from, you know, even being back in your own culture, I think basically the definition of reverse culture shock as I'm talking this out is kind of like being back in your home culture, but experiencing it as an outsider. As an outsider, basically. I, yeah, I think you're right. And I think what's cool about that for, for you, well, for anyone, for any of us who, who experienced this, I experienced this when I came back from Japan. It's not that, yeah, it's not that you're consciously or that you're sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to pick and choose what I like. But you now, because you can see it as an outsider, because you come back into your own culture with fresh eyes, you could see the positives and the negatives. Now, you went on a rant earlier about the negatives, some of them, <laughs> i.e. awful airports. And not that that's culture, but you know, some of that, like the the idea that security is so heightened. And, it's a different country. And, and, and it's like, oh, you know, everyone's... It takes so long to get through security, and everyone's giving you hard time, and blah 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 blah. You blah. realize your home country is just another country. That's the right. thing. Like when you go to different countries, you're For like, the good and bad. "Oh, I'm in this country, and mm-hmm. and what this is what it's like here, and this is what I'm experiencing." And then you go home, and that's just another country. That's, you know, that's like, a good way to put it. It's, it's not just another country because it's where I'm from, so I feel st- more strongly about that. But you understand the point I'm making. You get right? to like, see it as just another country. Yes. As opposed to seeing it from the inside, you're seeing it from the outside. And I think that then, with that perspective, you see it for all its flaws. But you all, you know, we could you could do two separate podcasts of like, what are the flaws of the U.S. that you see when you came back, and what are the positives? Because there's obviously both. The beauty of it is that you do get to see that, whereas when you're here day to day, you don't get to see that. No. I think it's just natural to kind of be like, oh, my home country is kind of like my foundational cultural base, and then everything else is different, and I'm comparing it to that. But when you leave and then come back, you realize it's there is no foundational base, and you're just visiting different places on the planet, and they're all different, and they all have unique things about them, and that's that's what makes this world a beautiful place, you know? And it's nice to be able to experience that from the outside. So, no, it's not a bad thing, reverse culture shock. It it can actually generate, I think, some kind of an awareness that you wouldn't have without leaving in the first place. Yeah, because you can't, unless you're way more self-aware and observant than both Jason and I, you can't be in a culture like the U.S. constantly and have that perspective because you're too in it to see it. It's like when they say, you know, you see the forest for the through the trees or whatever, you know, you're you're seeing the trees and you're not seeing the forest because you're inside of it. And then you come back and you're like, whoa, all of a sudden, man, the US does do this differently. Like I didn't even think it was different because I was so used to it. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, now I get to decide for myself versus just always assuming that was the way it was. Totally. I, I know for me, uh, another point with reverse culture shock that hit me, and I, I brought this up a little bit earlier, that one of the things that I liked about, and Jay's throwing his arms up because now we're in traffic. Because, you know, he here, thinks he's going to be late to the sorry, airport. Sorry, we'll, 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 But I'll, he won't be late to the airport. He will be fine. <laughs> he will be fine. He will get there with two oh, hours man, to spare. That Sunday. Um, two hours. <sighs> two hours to spare. Um, it's that angst coming out. Angst and anxiety. But I one of the things for me with culture shock that happened I said it was cool to not stick out so much which it was like when I was in Japan every time I got on a bus or a train or walked outside I was noticeably different and people 
the, you know, at least would look at you and then sometimes would say stuff. And, you know, again, it wasn't mean. It was just, you were different. So it's nice to come back and not be different. However, one of the things that I struggled with was because I lived in Japan for two years. I don't know if you struggle with this or not, Jay. I lived in Japan for two years. So I was noticeably different. Like, I had come home, and I was completely, completely different at that point, right? We're going like, to have to maybe take a pause so Travis can get around this, uh, to get into this other lane here. No, well, we're going 95. Not we're we're okay. going this way. We have to get off yeah, the edge. You know, we had to do that ice I'm not going to be the dude who pulls okay. and drives yeah, past everyone and then sneaks in at the there. end. Okay, and, all right. um, so, the thing that I, that I had to deal with was called shock was because I had changed so much, because I had never lived a Really, I never lived abroad for two years, never traveled in Asia. I never traveled that much. So when I came home, I was a completely different person inside. Yeah. But now all of a sudden I was in the U.S. And no one had any idea I was different. Like walking around, there's not a big sign on your neck like, he is so woke. He is so aware now. Right? Or anything like that. So I'm walking around the mall or grocery store and it's like, no one has any idea that I've spent two years in Japan and that my life has drastically changed. I've started a business. And I fall in love with travel and I've just really enjoyed, like, I've just seen things I've never seen before. No one has any idea. Yeah. I could just be another schlub who's never left my five-mile radius because I'm at my home grocery store. Or what always was weird for me, Jay, is when I saw, when I, I felt kind of like, I actually felt kind of bad. And this would happen to me a lot. When I saw people that I grew up with. Like I was in my home grocery store and I saw them and I wanted to try to avoid them because I felt like, wait, I'm back here and they're back here. Like I'm just another person who's never left, even though I had. It was a weird, weird feeling. So that was reverse culture shock a bit for me was this like, oh, I've changed, but no one knows I've changed because now I'm back in my environment that I grew up in and I don't know how to get that across to people. Yeah, I, it's not that I'm more enlightened than them. It's just that I'm a different person than when I was here last time. But someone who doesn't know that I was away would have no idea that I was different. To be fair, of course, they're different because they've grown and things happen. But it, it may have been like not being exposed to such dramatically different experiences for a period of time that maybe that happened. Like maybe it was quicker for you in a different way. You know, right. And when I say I, I was different, it doesn't mean that I'm better it just means right. i'm a different person than when i left right but if, like if, dramatically you know yeah. you know like but if more you would, so than if you would have stayed right if you had yeah. seen me and see me in june 2010 in the grocery store oh chad what's up and i hadn't said i was going to japan or whatever and we just talked and then when i came back august 2012 and you saw me again i was a completely different person but they wouldn't know that right and so it felt awkward for me to try to express that to people because without coming off as Oh yeah, I went and lived in Japan for two years. I had this great experience, and I have my own business. Like I didn't want it to come off that way, but I felt like I didn't belong in my home place because I wasn't the same person I was when I left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you felt that way this time that you came here or not, or if it was yeah, or if no, you've come I mean, back well, before and felt that way. I have definitely felt that before many times because uh, you know doing all these touring and different things like just having all these different experiences that I know I've shared with certain people, but nobody back home like had shared them with me. And it was really hard to articulate like how this changed my, my whole perspective in many ways, you know? 
But it's funny, like you talk about being in Japan or like being in Norway or being anywhere in the world when you're traveling and, and feeling like an outsider. And again, like that's another one of those things where it's like sometimes that can feel bad, but sometimes it can feel really good. Yes. Like I don't know yeah. how you feel about it, but like I kind of like feeling like, you know, I'm here and like I'm on the outside, but like I'm, this is just a little different. And like, and, and in a way, like I get a lot of free pass for a lot of things like being American because, you know, just like when you meet anybody from another country and you're curious about them because you, you maybe you don't you maybe you never met somebody from that country before and you're curious about their tra- traditions and their customs maybe you just never had a chance to interact with somebody from America before on like a deeper level like or from any country like for me being from the states being in Norway and you know how a lot of you know movies and culture and different things comes out of the states so you know, certain Norwegian friends, like, they haven't hung out with an American as much as, like, they've hung out with me. So I'm sure, like... Or they haven't like, hung I out get, with an American, like, from Philly or the East yeah. Coast. Like, there's or, like, all and, and I get, oh, I can get some slack with certain things because, like, you get, like, almost a free pass or, like, some... You get leeway. And in that way, like, at least in Norway, sometimes people are able to be more themselves around me because culturally, people don't like to... This is just an example. Like, culturally, people don't like to bother each other on the street, not because they're rude, although... I mean, in Norway, they don't like in to Norway. Themselves. Like, if you were standing in line in some place, like a long line, you turned around, you were like, "Hey, this line's crazy," you know, whatever. Like, it might be asked like you would in America. Like, they would look at you like, "Why are you talking to me?" Like, and a Norwegian <laughs> would look at a Norwegian like that because, like, to them, it's not rude. It's that to them, they're being polite. Like, that's their version of polite is not He's bothering, just not each talking other. back to them. But if I. Yeah, just like not bothering people when they're out and about because they see it as bothering somebody if you're talking to them. Like, you know, in, in a way, like that's a thing, you know, in Norway, kind of. So I would bother a lot of people. Yeah, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> people would constantly American, be like, bothered can, by me. I can do that and people will open up to me and they'll like laugh and it could be like a normal conversation because they realize I'm not from there. But a Norwegian, Norwegian, it never would happen, but you're bra- you can happen, break the ice like, yeah, pretty it's, easily. It's, but it's like, and then you realize, oh, well, I think maybe this is okay or people want this, but they just, it's just a cultural thing. But I'm from coming from the outside, so I can still enjoy this interaction. And I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have to, like that rule doesn't have to apply to yes, me in yes. some way. Um, because I'm not from there. And, oh, timer. We're hitting the Man, timer. We're, we're buzzed. This dude. was, dude, I mean, this was like, you, you basically just listened in on like a typical conversation Travis and I would have as we've been having all week hanging out. And dude, uh, I just want to say thanks to you and Heather and Wit for the hospitality in, in Philly. I got to visit my family. I got to stay with you guys. Um, and you know, we had a lot of good craft beers and a lot of nice meals out and a lot of time together, man. And, and hopefully, I love you, dude. hopefully you didn't have too much reverse culture shock hanging out with us. <laughs> hopefully your all. Philly angst and anxiousness dissipates am, when you touch down in Oslo listen, and you become this serene, peaceful Norwegian <laughs> man again. If you, uh, if you hear a up episode where I missed my flight. It's going to be very angry and depressed because I can't believe we're running this close on an international flight. I don't like it. All, I am not all fl- in the name of I, ice cream. I do not like to run late to the airport. I like to get to the airport early and on time so I can relax. But anyway, you you and me both, Jay. I honestly like we. This is too close for me. Cut you, me too close. you and me both. I'm the type of person that also doesn't want to take a chance with going to the airport. This this kind of was weird. We had a lot of time. But then... This is what happens in Newark, I'm well, telling you. Yeah, we tried to this stop is... at a brewery that was closed. Then we had to get ice cream. Then we got it the wrong way. Whatever. Yeah, anyway. We're, Jay will we'll be all there. good. Listen. Hey, guys, he's a digital nomad. He's location independent. 
So even if he misses his flight, I can still work. He can still work. Yeah, but uh, pull that laptop out. But dude, I need to get home. So get me to the airport, my I, man. I'm getting you to the airport. And um, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us here in the car on the way to the airport and listening to us chat about all the stuff. Um, we're opening up Location Indie again. So if you still haven't been to Location Indie, you've been listening to this podcast or any of our podcasts. You should definitely sign up over there. We got an awesome curated weekly newsletter that goes out. It's all about, you know, strategies, tips, and it, it just the best news around about location independence, digital nomad scene, all that good stuff. And we're opening up the community again, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, let's put it this way, guys. If you are a fan of this podcast and you have been listening to this podcast, and, and or even if this is the first one you've listened to, welcome, and you liked it, go the next step with us. Take this relationship to the next level. <laughs> Check out locationindie.com. Hop on the newsletter because, like Jay said, you get a weekly newsletter of awesome stuff from on the web. Plus, you get free goodies. Plus, we, we actually shot a couple of videos today. That we did. We shot there. some videos. You'll you get them. And plus, you'll know when we open up our community again, as well as the fact that we have a blog now. So, for a long time, we did it in the reverse a little bit, Jay, where a lot of people have a blog and then they start a podcast. We started the podcast way before, and now we also have a blog over at locationindie.com. So we're giving you even more content over there. So go the extra mile with us. Take the next step in this relationship. Check out (laughs) locationindie.com. Join the newsletter. And of course, if you're interested in location-independent lifestyle, you can go even further. You can join the community. It's absolutely awesome. We've got some 400-plus members in there just kicking ass, uh, having a blast. We're going to be putting together live events. We're going to be putting together like a mini retreat and gathering that you have to be a member to come to. All types of great stuff on the horizon. Um, and we don't open the community. It's only three times a year that we open the community. And it's going to be one of them very, very soon. Um, so check that out, locationindie.com. I'm going to get Jay to the airport. You know, a little driving Miss Daisy right now. Chauffeur, I should have my white gloves on. He's all stressed because he thinks he's going to miss his airport. His oh, airport. I'm checking. I'm terminal B. He will so. not. He will not. So thank you guys. Right, we'll let you go. We'll let you go. We'll thank chat you soon. so much. Cheers.